It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. He is Evan Silva. By far the star of the show, and he should be. He's kind of a full-time fantasy rock star at Evan Silva on Twitter. He and his team over at Roto World have been blurbing it up so far in training camp. And really, this is why you come to the Fantasy Feast podcast more than any other. It is Evan Silva's Tears of Evan it starts today. We'll get into it. I'm fired up, Evan. Can't wait to talk to you about it. I'm also fired up that we have a place for you guys to make your online wagers. Just head to betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1, the number one, to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm a former NFL offensive lineman. A lot of you know that by now. Uh, mainly, I tee up Evan and get his thoughts uh, throughout the season on guys to play, guys not to play, his breakdown of how he thinks the games will unfold. Throughout the offseason, we have a bunch of guests on to talk strategy, to talk players. And in August, we give you the tears of Evan. We also, by the way, have giveaways where we let you come and play against us in a season-long league. Yesterday's episode, I mentioned Anthony Combs, you know, was one winner. We're going to have a lot more where that came from over the next couple weeks. So in case you didn't know, all you need to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors we have over on the sponsors page at RossTucker.com, or you can even just rate and review the show. And take a screenshot and email that to me. Or you can just go to the Amazon banner ad on the homepage at RossTucker.com. Buy something you need to buy at Amazon anyway. But just do it after you click on that that uh, banner ad that takes you to a landing page. So there's a bunch there for you. A bunch of opportunities for you to try to show Evan what you got. I mean, he's been ranked consistently like the number one or at least top five fantasy expert in the world, and you get a chance to go in a league against him. Pretty darn cool. You know what else I love, by the way? I love when, you know, when we ever take on like an advertiser or whatever, we usually talk to somebody from the company first. And I thought that Lightstream would be good for you guys, but I didn't realize how many of you would use it and how many of you would be so thankful for it. It's an easy way to save hundreds to thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. It's refinancing with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Look, I have buddies that have these issues, especially when we were in like our mid to late 20s, early 30s. Now that we're in our late 30s, most of those guys are out of it, but not totally. But a bunch of my buddies from home especially Mid to late 20s, early 30s, they had like credit card debt and like four or five credit cards. And they're, it's not like they're, they're, they're not smart guys. They are, and they were doing well. They just didn't really know what to do 
which is why Lightstream is awesome. I've gotten several emails from you guys that you're like, Ross, my payments are so much better now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, don't thank me. Thank Lightstream and thank them for coming on my show and thank you guys for taking advantage of it and liking it. So here's the deal. You know, they got loans from 5.89% APR with auto pay. And you can save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. But the only way to get that additional discount is go to lightstream.com slash feast. So here's how you spell it. You should know this, but whatever. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash feast. Credit to subject approval, of course. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com for more information. All right, Evan, it's time to give the people what they want. It's time for your tears of Evan. And I I guess before we actually dive into it and what everybody came for, explain again this year why tears are so much more valuable and important than just rankings. Because, you know, everything's really like there, there are so many coin flip decisions that we're going to make um, over the course of a fantasy draft. Like, we can debate Saquon Barkley versus Melvin Gordon versus, you know, Kareem Hunt versus Leonard Fournette. I mean, that's kind of fun, you know. But at the end of the day, like, unforeseeable factors are going to determine why, you know, the, like that uh, one of those guys, you know, outscores the field and why uh, one guy finishes at the back. You know, it's going to be, oh, you know, this guy misses a couple games or, you know, oh, this unforeseen development happens within this offense and it hurts this offense or, you know, this offensive line isn't as good as we thought it was going to be or, you know, they, you know, someone else steps up in the backfield and starts taking away carries, you know, or they lose goal line carries, you know. So what we want to be able to do, though, is to understand that those decisions are coin flips. And to be able to just come up with groups so that we can group players together and, you know, understand, hey, you know, why, you know, we we are going to have what, like six quarterback tiers, I believe. You know, why are these quarterbacks in this tier? Why are these quarterbacks not in that tier? Um, And, you know, like people, you know, ask me all the time, you know, who should I take Melvin Gordon or Kareem Hunt? And I'm like, you know. It's fifty-one forty-nine, man. You know, I have Melvin Gordon out in front, but it's not like that's you know some some locked-in certainty. Uh, and you know, I, I think that you know when you are going over the course of your draft to be able to understand that, hey, you know, there's only two guys in this particular tier at the running back position left, but there are seven guys in this particular tier at the wide receiver position left. You know, maybe I should go with that running back there because um, after that, there's a fall off to the next tier. Whereas, you know, at the wide receiver position, it could probably come back around me after I take this running back and I could get one of those wide receivers uh, among the seven remaining from that next tier, if that makes sense. It does make sense. That's exactly why this is valuable. So without further ado, 
Let's hear it courtesy of our guy, Scott Sheriff, who's been on Kenny Loggins' band, Carrie Underwood's band, and specifically made a song for this series in August. <laughs> Will I win my league if I'm following ever? Am I drafting Z? I'm following ever I'm at the turn Two picks to burn But I know I won't go wrong With tears of heaven Yes, I love it. Thank you, Scott. That is absolutely fantastic. And so without further ado, I think I just said that like a minute ago. They don't tell you not to do that on the radio, to say the same thing over and over again or on podcasts or whatever. But let's get to it, Evan. Who is in your tier one? Yeah, I can't believe that he he, he did that. It's so cool that he did that. And it's like, it's funny, you know, and it's and it's great. I mean, it's just so cool it's so much better than our our old uh our, our old song we just use the slow hand eric clapton old one but it's it's so cool that we have our own song anyways first tier you how about you read the names and then i'll talk about the tier how about that all right you got aaron Rodgers, tom brady cam newton deshaun watson okay and i na- i name this the difference makers tier okay so Quarterbacks who are in the first tier are rare at this position because this is fantasy football's most replaceable position. There are two ways, two tried and true ways to gain an edge on your opponents in a regular fantasy football league. Number one, just know the rules. Know the rules better than anybody else in your league, and you can um, capitalize on those rules. Some people don't even read the rules. A lot of people don't even read the rules. They just think, oh, they can just waltz right in fantasy football. This is easy. You know, oh, I, I did once this, this, uh, you know, in the past, I did well once in the past and you know, this is going to be easy. Um, they don't even read the rules. They don't know whether it's PPR, you know, they don't know whether it's half point PPR. They don't know how many points you get, you know, for a passing touchdown. Um, so, that is the, the easiest way or, or the strongest way to get uh, an advantage. The other way to get an advantage is to be one of the last people in your draft to select a quarterback, and you're just loading up on the higher value positions, running back, wide receiver, um, you know, maybe mix in an elite tight end. Um, but there are still quarterbacks within, you know, within the position that can give you an advantage. Deshaun Watson, I have moved him up over the course of the offseason. All the reports have been super positive. All the report, you know, uh, as he's coming back from his ACL, the, rep- the reports have been all positive on Will Fuller coming back from his knee surgery. Uh, he had knee surgery early in the offseason. He was immediately cleared for training camp. 
Um, you know, the Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller didn't even practice together last year. They scored, and Will Fuller wound up scoring seven touchdowns in four full games with Deshaun Watson. Uh, because remember, Will Fuller broke his collarbone. Well, first of all, he was, you know, he wasn't. He was running with the ones with Tom Savage at the time, and then he breaks his collarbone, and and we don't even see him uh, until uh, he, he returns. I believe it was in week uh, four, and then he just goes off seven touchdowns on thirteen catches. Of course, that's not sustainable, but we know what Will Fuller can do and and how he can uh, help elevate that offense further. Deshaun Watson outscored all quarterbacks in fantasy by six fantasy points per game, which is just absurd. You can listen to uh, our show with Michael Fabiano. He'll talk a little bit more uh, about that. He goes into very good, de- very good detail on that. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is my quarterback one. Um, over his last 16 games, including the playoffs, 40 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. Devontae Adams, his number one receiver, uh, he leads the NFL in red zone targets and receiving touchdowns over the last two years. Jimmy Graham, six foot seven, red zone presence, led the NFL in red zone targets last year and targets inside the 10 yard line. He is going to essentially be the Packers goal line back, I think, this year. Uh, they're going to not lean on the run as much as they did last year with Brett Hundley at quarterback. So uh, Aaron Rodgers' touchdown upside is just through the roof. I do think that Cam Newton um, belongs in this first tier. Um, that was one of the discrepancies that, that Fabiano and I had. Um, he has Cam in the second tier. Um, you know, it's kind of nitpicking, um, but I'm a little bit higher on Cam. I did, and I do have the concern about Norv Turner. Uh, Fabiano talked about how um, Norv Turner has never really coached mobile quarterbacks, and he was right about that. The most mobile quarterback that Norm Turner has ever coached actually was Alex Smith back in Alex Smith's second season. But Alex Smith only had 44 rushing attempts that year. With that said, Norm Turner did recently speak about how he's very open to uh, running the ball with Cam Newton. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the Panthers, especially under Mike Shula, past couple years, opened the season trying to limit his rushing attempts. And each of those years, they went back to to letting him run. Because guess what? You know, Cam Newton's greatest strength, it's not his his ability to throw the football. It's his ability to be just a dominant physical force. Um, And so I think that, you know, based on the the coach speak, and I know that that's, you know, that that can be shaky at, at times, but I think that based on what Norv Turner is saying and based on just what we know about Cam Newton and what kind of a player he is, I think that they're going to let him run it this year. Last year, he actually wound up with a career high in rushing attempts. Um, and then Tom Brady, I mean, you know, I, I think that not a whole lot needs to be said about Tom Brady. Uh, he did lose some weaponry in the offseason, but I think he's got enough left. I love Chris Hogan. Um, you know, he's going to end up being one of my highest owned receivers in fantasy. Rob Gronkowski is a massive dip- difference maker. You know, one of three or four players maybe in the entire league with, uh, you know, 15 receiving touchdowns in their potential range of outcomes. Uh, Tom Brady's been a top four fantasy quarterback in five of his last seven full seasons. Tier two, you've got Russell Wilson. Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, and Jimmy G. 
Yeah, Russell Wilson, you know, I bumped him down. I bumped him out of the first year. Um, I See, I loved Russell Wilson last year. He was coming off a career-low touchdown rate at 3.8%. He went on to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns uh, with 34. He accounted for 37 of the Seahawks' 38 offensive touchdowns, one of the most amazing stats from the 2017 season. Um, the Doug Baldwin injury worries me. And, you know, Pete Carroll said that Doug Baldwin might only be out for two or two and a half weeks. Pete Carroll over the years has given just overly optimistic injury estimates. I really don't trust Pete Carroll's injury estimates at all. Um, And not, not that I'm not that I'm saying that Doug Baldwin is going to, you know, miss time during the regular season. I I would guess that he would not. Um, But he's going to be entering the season having already, you know, suffered this, uh, this knee sprain. And that is concerning, especially for a player who so much relies on quickness. Um, I think that Russell Wilson, whereas last year he was due for some positive regression regression in the touchdown department and he crushed it, I think he's now probably due for some negative regression. And I don't know, you know, the the fact that the Seahawks want to become more of a running team, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to execute that. But that is another concern for Russell Wilson. Um, so I, I wound up bumping him down. See now, and now Drew Brees is on the on, on the flip side in terms of um, regression to the mean uh, in touchdown rate because last year Drew Brees' touchdown rate was four point three percent, which was one of the lowest of his career. Over the previous six years, his touchdown rate was five point eight percent. The the Saints just scored a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Now they're not going to have Mark Ingram for the first four games. Now they have a much tougher schedule. Um, now they have better weaponry. You know, I think they can get more from Ben Watson than they did from Kobe Fleener. And I think that, uh, well, I know that they can get more from Cameron Meredith than they did from Brandon Coleman as their slot receiver last year. And Michael Thomas is also due for positive touchdown regression uh, because you know he scored nine touchdowns as a rookie, and he only scored five last year. I just think we're going to see a lot more passing touchdowns from the Saints. So I'm standing by Drew Brees. I, I don't buy into the rhetoric at all that, that he uh, has shown significant signs of decline. Um, I think that maybe his arm is not as strong as it used to be, but I think that he's still just as, as effective of a deep passer as he as he has ever been because of his accuracy. I mean, last year he led the NFL in yards per attempt and he set the, set the NFL record for completion rate. Carson Wentz coming off two torn knee ligaments. I think that he's bound for some negative regression. He, you know, the, the NFL leader in touchdown rate in 2006, in 2017, I'm sorry, in 2016 was Matt Ryan during Matt Ryan's NFL MVP year, 7.1%. He crashes back to earth last year, 3.8%. You know, I've noticed, I've noted that just if Matt Ryan had thrown, uh, if his touchdown rate would have just been in line with his career touchdown rate of 4.6%, he would have thrown almost five more touchdown passes last year. I think that it's going to be tough for Carson Wentz to match his touchdown rate, which was 7.5%, highest in the league among qualified passers last season and um i you know i'm also concerned that he is not going to have his usual mobility 
early in the year. Uh, Dr. David Chow, who does a great job on Twitter, uh, you know, uh, of um, teaching, you know, what teaching people uh, about, you know, how injuries work and how injuries can affect players. You know, for he has talked about how he doesn't expect Carson Wentz's mobility to be the same until about midseason. Uh, so there are just enough concerns there for Carson Wentz to keep him in my second tier um, as opposed to having him in tier one, which is where he scored last season. And I have Jimmy Garoppolo in this tier. I keep moving him up. Um, just incredible how well he did with the limited weaponry and the limited time in the offense went to it in great deal in the, uh, went to it in great detail in the, uh, on the Michael Fabiano show. Uh, he finished last season. The, the 49ers went five and zero. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, completed 67.4% of his passes at 8.8 yards per attempt. Um, he is athletic. He can add uh, some stats with his legs. He did score a rushing touchdown. Uh, against Jacksonville, really lit Jacksonville on fire uh, late in the year. That was highly, highly impressive, uh, you know, doing it with Kyle Juszczyk uh, as his uh, second most targeted uh, weapon uh, and Marquise Goodwin, uh, his most targeted weapon. Marquise Goodwin had been in the league, you know, six, seven years. He's like a track guy, never really had production. All of a sudden, lighting it up with Jimmy G. Uh, they get back Pierre Garçon. George Kittle enters his second year. Trent Taylor enters his second year. You know, they added Jarek McKinnon, one of the better receiving backs in the league. I'm just, I'm excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and I think that their defense isn't going to be that great, and they can, end, they can end up being a shootout team. Speaking of shootouts, it's not easy, Evan, to try to find the right people for your job and your business. In fact, it's like the wild, wild west trying to find the right people. I even see some of the fantasy jobs that are out there. It's not easy, right? That's why ZipRecruiter is so successful. That's why ZipRecruiter got started. They send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. So there's job boards all over the place. You don't just pick one or two. Do ZipRecruiter because it sends it to all of them. They have that matching algorithm, that matching technology, and because of that, they're able to scan thousands of resumes to find people with what you're looking for. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. So here you are, you're trying to figure out who your quarterback should be in Evan's tiers, which quarterback you want, who's the right guy for the job. That's basically what ZipRecruiter does for your company and for the job you are posting. That's why it's the highest rated hiring site in America. You guys can get ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. Again, only go there to get it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The smartest way to go through the position rankings, Evan, is by tiers, tier three. Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Pat Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, we, we named the first tier the difference makers. We named the second tier the potential difference makers. And then this third tier are the every week starters. Who You're, you're pretty much going to be 
you know, riding and, and dying with these guys through thick and thin. You may, you know, if like if Ben Roethlisberger is on the road, we know about his historical home road splits. If he's on the road against, you know, a very, you know, one of the top pass defenses in football, maybe you think about sitting him. You know, Marcus Mariota, I put him in this tier. I'm, I'm very optimistic about him. Um, but he is a guy that, you know, maybe doesn't end up in this tier. But I have him in this tier going into the season. Um, Pat Mahomes, you know, early in the season, he's got some really tough matchups to lead off. But he has it within his range of potential outcomes due to be a true uh, every week fantasy starter. You look at his weapons, man. Unbelievable. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, uh, Kareem Hunt, they want to use more in the passing game. Travis Kelsey, top two tight end in the NFL. Pat Mahomes rushed for 22 touchdowns over his final two seasons at Texas Tech. You know, playing under Andy Reid, you know, you can go back and see all the quarterbacks that have had so much success under Andy Reid, guys that, you know, didn't do anything anywhere else. A.J. Feely had a nice run with him. Kevin Cobb had a nice run with him. Um, you know, he got the, I think he maximized, maximized Alex Smith to a greater extent than any other coach had. Uh, and, um, you know, Donovan McNabb, I think that he had, you know, he had a great effect on Donovan McNabb. Michael Vick uh, had you know, some of the best years of his career under Andy Reid. Um, so, you know, that's, I think that Andy Reid, you know, people assign that term quarterback whisperer uh, kind of liberally these days. Uh, but Andy Reid is a true quarterback whisperer. Um, but, Tough schedule for Pat Mahomes. So, you know, we are going to learn, I think, within the, those first two games, especially that first game against, I think they play the Chargers in week one, we are going to learn a lot about Pat Mahomes, where he is. I hope that they let him play a lot in the preseason as well. Um, again, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins is in here. You know, he is moving to a dome. I, I wrote about in my Vikings team preview how um, when he is played in a dome, his stats – Spike. That's actually the case for pretty much all quarterbacks when they play indoors. Um, they are more productive. And uh, now he's going to be playing a ton of his games indoors. He also will will play uh, at Ford Field. Um, you know, uh, going into the NFC North. Love his weapons, man. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook. Um, they have a lot of talent in that receiver core. I think we'll see Kendall Wright be their slot receiver this year. Uh, and, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think that his, his volume and his attempts are going to go down moving from Washington to Minnesota, but I think that he can become even more efficient. He was already one of the mo- most efficient passers in the NFL in, wa- in Washington, again, now playing in the Dome with improved weapons. Um, I think that his touchdown upside is immense. I re- like his floor and his ceiling. Uh, same goes for Matthew Stafford. Again, a guy with great weapons, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. Um, Kenny Galladay has a chance to really, really rip it up. Theo Riddick in the backfield. Kerryon Johnson can do a little bit of everything. Love the way that the line is coming together. You know, they have a healthy Taylor Decker. Um, Frank Ragnow, I think they're going to play him at left guard. Uh, He's going to be an absolute stud, their first-round pick. Graham Glasgow uh, at center, he's coming off a really solid season. Uh, right guard and right tackle Rick Wagner and TJ Lang. Uh, these guys are back healthy, you know, grizzled veterans who who have a lot of good football under their belt. Um, so I, I like that the look of the Lions offense, and I think their defense is going to be bad again. You know, they can't figure it's like they can't figure it out 
on defense. Their number two cornerback and their slot cornerback position, they are both major question marks. Uh, their, line, their outside linebacker positions are question marks. They don't really have a pass rush outside of Ziggy Ansah. You know, they'll be relying a lot on Kerry Hyder uh, to come back from that torn Achilles, which, you know, that could go either way. Um, so I, I like the, the I like the floor and the ceiling for Matthew Stafford. Um, and then Matt Ryan, you know, we, we talked about how he was a regression candidate entering last season. I think he regressed to an extent that, you know, not even his greatest detractors would have expected. And he wasn't a very good fantasy quarterback, flat out. But the Falcons did finish third in the NFL in yards per play and third in the NFL in uh, yards per drive. They were able to move the ball, but a lot of untimely, you know, turnovers and uh, inability to execute in the red zone, which sounds very familiar to that 2015 season under Kyle Shanahan. Um, And then we saw the 2016 explosion. And again, I don't think that Steve Sarkeesian is Kyle Shanahan, but I do think that we could see a big bounce back for Matt Ryan, Julio Jones is happy. They added Calvin Ridley for the, the three receiver sets. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, the stable veteran in the slot. Austin Hooper in his third year. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman back healthy. Uh, offensive line looks really good. I think that that's an offense to invest in. I've been drafting the heck out of Falcons players uh, early in best ball leagues. All right, let's keep it rolling with tier number four. Jared Goff, Philip Rivers, Alex Smith, Dak Prescott, Andrew Luck, Mitchell Trubisky, Derek Carr, and Jameis Winston, a guy you talked about with Michael Fabiano on the other Fantasy Feast podcast this week. Yes, uh, these are fringe quarterback ones slash preferable quarterback twos, but certainly guys that we're going to be looking at to stream during the season uh and they could become you know flirt with that every week starter status uh jared goff was the quarterback 12 overall last year uh the rams swapped out sammy watkins for brandon cooks they bring back robert woods healthy cooper cup uh they're probably anticipating uh some you know some some improvement from gerald everett who they drafted uh last year out of south alabama didn't really get on the field very much but when he did he looked fast They were lining him up at wide receiver. Um, He's a very interesting prospect to maybe help elevate uh, Jared Goff. Now, Jared Goff had a very, very high touchdown rate last year, and that can be a red flag, um, you know, in terms of forthcoming regression. We we don't want to see, you know, a significant slip in that touchdown rate, and it's going to be hard for him to maintain that. He doesn't have anything with his legs. You know, he's he's not a scrambler at all. And you have to wonder, you know, the, the Rams were able to carve out that, that uh, advantage before the snap of the ball. Last year, our defense is going to figure out a way to combat that. Uh, and could that lead to uh, a little bit more difficulties in Jared Goff's second year in the offense? I'm more optimistic than that, though. I haven't been drafting him a ton, uh, but he does tend to uh, fall into like the, the 12th round sometimes. And I'll definitely pull the trigger on him there. Uh, Philip Rivers, I wish he hadn't lost Hunter Henry because Hunter Henry has been an absolute beast in terms of red zone conversion rate over the last couple of seasons. I think they need to bring back Antonio Gates. You know, they lost another tight end. 
uh, the other day to, uh, I mean, a lower on the depth chart guy, but to an ACL. I was looking at their, their tight end depth chart the other day. It's rough, man. I mean, it's Virgil Green and then Sean Colkin and, you know, a bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of. Um, they, they need to go get another tight end, whether it be Seth the Valve or Rico Gathers or just re-sign Antonio Gates. They need to do something. Uh, Andrew Luck, see, Michael Fabiano was a little bit more optimistic than me on uh, Andrew Luck. The way that I view it is there's just a little too much downside for me still. I want to see him make it through a full training camp. This guy missed an entire season in the prime of his NFL career with a throwing arm injury. And that still scares scares me. Um, and I don't like I don't really like his weapons. You know, um, he he does have difference making upside though. But he's he's still a guy that I would prefer to let someone else draft. That may change. We see him in preseason games. Uh, you know, when we see him play in August, maybe I'll um, I, I will uh, bump him up a little bit as I have with Deshaun Watson. But um, I think that at a re- replaceable position, I think that there's just too much risk with Andy with uh, Andrew Luck at this point. Jameis Winston, again, a guy I really, really wanted to like entering the season. I do not think that he, you know, but with that suspension, I do not think that he's draftable in um, a regular redraft league because he is suspended for the first three games. He goes on the road uh, to Chicago which is not a pushover pass defense by any means. Vic Fangio runs a very good, very stout pass defense. Uh, and then the, the Bucks have their bye. So you're getting one game out of Jameis Winston in the first five weeks of the season, and it's not even a particularly great matchup. So, yes, I'll take him in best ball. I do think that he's got plenty of upside for that, for that format, um, and I'll be looking to pick him up. Uh, during the season in my uh, regular redraft leagues, but I don't think that you can draft them. Um, it's just not worth it. Uh, Derek Carr, he's got some touchdown rate uh, progression uh, that should be coming uh, this season. I'm not sure how the offense is going to work out with uh, John Gruden, but Derek Carr, Jordy Nelson is a sneaky stack this year, I think, in best ball leagues. Super, super cheap. You know, you could get Jordy in the 10th or 11th round and Derek Carr uh, in the 13th or 14th round. Um, and I think, you know, if Derek Carr throws 25, 26 touchdowns and seven or eight of them go to Jordy, which I do think is how it's going to how it's going to kind of play out, uh, that can be very, very profitable at those cheap costs. Alex Smith had a career year at age 33. You don't expect him to repeat that uh, necessarily, uh, but I do like you know, the, the history of Jay Gruden with quarterbacks. Uh, and I do think that they ha- the Redskins have an intriguing kind of cast of pass catchers with Paul Richardson there, uh, Jamison Crowder, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson. You know, they have a lot of theoretical talent in that pass catcher core. Um, I think that for Alex Smith to have an upside year, he's going to need Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed to stay mostly healthy. Uh, Chris Thompson was one of the biggest difference makers in terms of his on-off splits last season. And Jordan Reed, of course, always has been. And Alex Smith, uh, to a greater extent than more quarterbacks, uh, targets the tight end position historically at a very, very high rate. Mitchell Trubisky kind of sneaks into this tier. I'm optimistic, man. Uh, Again, I really like the configuration 
that they have uh, in in the pass catcher core. I'm a believer in Matt Nagy. Again, from that Andy Reid tree, that coaching tree has had more success than any other coaching tree in the NFL. Um, you know, case in point would be, of course, Doug Peterson last year. Uh, I'm a be- believer in Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich, uh, and I think that that offense has a chance to be pretty fun. So I'm, I'm taking the, the optimistic stand on Mitchell Trubisky here and putting him in that fourth tier. Okay, then let's get to tier five. Eli Manning, Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor, and Joe Flacco. These are your two quarterback league starters, okay? So, you know, most leagues are not two quarterbacks, obviously. But that is becoming, you know, a growing niche in the fantasy football industry. And these guys can also be considered... Uh, in-season streamers based on their performance, based on what's going on around them, based on their opponents. You know, we've had a lot of success streaming on this show. Last year, uh, JJ and uh, Denny Carter, uh, two great fantasy football analysts, they streamed a top five fantasy quarterback by just using guys who were mostly on the waiver wire, picking them up, using them against bad defenses, you know, and that's really a great testament to why you shouldn't be taking quarterbacks early in fantasy drafts because you can literally pick guys up off the waiver wire and stream a top five fantasy quarterback. And we're going to be doing that uh, on the feasts you know, every week this year, talking about quarterback streamers. Um, I don't think we have to go into great detail with these guys. Blake Bortles finished last season really, really strong. Tyrod Taylor has the legs element. You want Josh Gordon in there, though. Um, you know, I think that they need Josh Gordon to be back for Tyrod to really offer a significant ceiling. And you got to worry about, you know, at what point are they going to put in Baker Mayfield? Uh, Joe Flacco, I think that the indications are pretty strong that he is, you know, not in any danger of being replaced by Lamar Jackson, at least early in the season. That could change if they struggle to move the ball. Um, but, you know, he's so much healthier than he was last year with that back. He had that back injury. He was bad for the first 12 games, but he finished pretty strong. You know, and it's, it's easy to forget about that. Um, but he did finish the season pretty strong. They overhauled their pass catcher core again. They're getting back their two starting guards. Uh, Case Keenum, he'll be throwing at Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in Denver. Um, I don't like him getting away from Pat Shermer. Um, you know, I think Pat Shermer did a really, really good job with him and did a great job with Sam Bradford the year before a uh, coach that really has shown an ability to kind of like maximize the strengths of his players and minimize their weaknesses. Um, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, but I do think that Case Keenum is a two quarterback league starter. Eli Manning does get the Pat Shermer effect this year. They ju- they need to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And that's something that Pat Shermer has shown the ability to get his quarterbacks to do. Uh, Case Keenum, of course, last year. And then Sam Bradford led the NFL in completion rate in 2016, playing behind a terrible offensive line. The goal was to just get the ball out to the playmakers. They accomplished that. This this is the best set of weapons that Eli Manning has had in his career, I think. Um, Or at least it has the potential to be. Uh, So... I think that he is a two-quarterback league starter, and it's very possible that I simply don't have him high enough. But as Fabiano pointed out on that other show, 
you know, he's never really been very good in fantasy. Eli Manning has really just never been very good in fantasy. He has nothing with his legs. Um, so there are concerns there. Ryan Tannehill, I think all signs point positively on his recovery. He's been a guy that I've been taking a lot in best ball just because you could get him 16th, 17th round. Andy Dalton, again, you know, doesn't add a whole lot with his legs, but, uh, you know, Tyler Eifert started practicing recently, and I, man, I, he, this it seems like he's just hanging by a thread. But if we could get 12 games out of him, you know, I think he's going to score six or seven touchdowns, and he single-handedly could elevate Andy Dalton's touchdown percentage. You got a bunch of guys on the radar as well: Bradford, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh McCown, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Teddy B, Peterman, A.J. McCarron, Jacoby Brissett, Nick Foles. Is it worth saying anything about these guys? Yeah, I mean, they're just guys that are competing, you know. Um, I think that Lamar Jackson probably has the highest ceiling out of anybody in this group. Um, And we're going to learn a lot about him this preseason, I think, and where he stands. Uh, I'm excited to just watch him in the Hall of Fame game. On Thursday night, we got football coming, baby. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to play early, uh, based on the reports out of Bills camp. AJ McCarron has not been very good. Nate Peterman has kind of stunk after looking good in, in OTAs and, and mini camp. Jacoby Brissett is obviously on here in case Andrew Luck has a setback. Jacoby Brissett did have some good moments as a fantasy quarterback last year. Uh, Nick Foles is on here, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles, in case Carson Wentz has any kind of a setback that obviously is not expected. Teddy Bridgewater has reportedly been looking really good so far in Jets camp. Um, You know, I would like to see the Jets trade him to a spot where he could play. I don't think he's going to play this year. I think that if they're going to open with a quarterback who isn't Sam Darnold, it'll be obviously Josh McCown. Um, You know, Baker Mayfield, that's going to come down to – how Tyrod Taylor performs, but Hugh Jackson and John Dorsey have both made it very clear that they expect Tyrod Taylor uh, to open the season as the Browns' starting quarterback. Uh, Josh Rosen, Sam Bradford, I think, is one that could go down to the wire. I don't think that either of them is very much in, in position to succeed. Um, you know, Not a lot of weaponry there in Arizona. The offensive line looks really, really bad. Um, and I think that uh, you know, even if Sam Bradford wins it, I don't expect him to last very long due to health issues. I love it, baby. One Tears of Evan episode in the books. We've got at least three more to go. Then we go to Tears of Evan Ross O'Line Insight style. I already got my rankings ready, Evan, and I'm fine-tuning the tears for my own little version of Tears of Evan, trying to provide some more value for this show than just kind of going on your coattails all the time. Speaking of value, have you guys checked out Pro Football Focus yet? Their fantasy stuff is pretty awesome. They use all their exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy insights and and advice. I almost did advice again. What is going on? That's two days in a row where instead of saying advice, I said advice. I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. I mean, what, what, what is going on right now? Join PFF Edge for full access to PFF's player projections, fantasy draft guide, cheat sheets, positional matchups, and their award-winning 
fantasy content. They even have PFF Elite. You can unlock the new Greenline Pick Center DFS Optimizer. Much more. They got the premium stats database for unique player performance stats across every position. Look, it's all data-driven projections, expert rankings, roster advice. It's really pretty awesome. Sign up now at ProFootballFocus.com. That'll do it, Evan. Our first tiers of Evan in the books. We'll get to running backs next week. I love it, love it, love it. And we're rolling now, guys. We got preseason games to talk about. We'll see how these guys do, who stays healthy, who doesn't. We'll be getting to more and more tiers each week. I mean, it's it's go time. Your draft will be here before you know it. Get your minds right. And that includes rating and reviewing the show, please. Making sure that you're subscribed to it so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. And taking a, taking a listen to some of our other shows. The Even Money, killing it right now with our preseason NFL bets and what you guys should be thinking about there. We've also got the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, keeping you up to date on all the news, what's going on, some expert analysis from Greg Cosell based on the preseason. It's all happening, baby. I am stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.